could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world you just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Child slavery is a crime against humanity. Humanity itself is at stake here. Kailash Satyardi. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be the Star Your Charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music, iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Hello, I'm Ruhani, your host for today. Today's show will be about staying safe online and sex trafficking awareness. In segment one, I will be sharing some statistics on how to stay, stay safe. In segment two, Hannah will be sharing our own experiences with the internet. And in segment three, our reporter Hannah and I will be speaking some more on staying safe from trafficking. So let's get started. So everyone knows the internet can be a scary place, especially for young people. And it's so important to stay safe online. Nowadays, everyone is on the internet starting from an extremely young age. Like I see toddlers with iPads these days and everyone may not know this, but the internet can be a hot spot for sex trafficking and sex trafficking is a crime that involves compelling or coercing a person to provide labor services or to engage in commercial sex acts. And here are some troubling statistics. Over the past two years, there's been a massive increase in online child enticement and exploitation along with teen depression, self-harm and suicide Children are isolated, lonely, afraid, and looking for connection with others. And then there will be predators who know this and intentionally target children everywhere. So then there are these, then there are these numbers, 10, 8, 98, and 21. And 10 is the average age for a child being groomed online. Eight days is how quickly a predator can groom and recruit a child into sending nudes or leaving home to meet a stranger. 98 is the percent increase in child online exploitation between 20 and 2021. And 21.7 million reports of child sexual exploitation made to the cyber typeline in 2020 included 65.4 million images, videos, and other files. 
Now, more than ever, children are at risk for online child exploitation, and they do not even have to leave home for it to happen, nor is this isolated to children in lower incomes are at risk, and any child can be targeted and is susceptible. So there's some more. And then basically, in 2020, there were 10,583 cases reported through human trafficking hotlines, 28,902 sex trafficking convictions with uh, 2000 through 2020, 42% victims recruited by the families, 43% of adults recruited online via WeChat, and 36% via Facebook. 12% of trafficking victims are age 13 or younger. So this is obviously very scary, but there are some hotlines that can help if you or someone you know is being trafficked. So the National Human Trafficking Outline Hotline is 888-373-7888. The Shared Hope International Hotline is 866-457-5433. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is 800-843-5678. Rescue America's Hotline is 713-322-8000. So, in addition to these hotlines, there are some ways we can protect ourselves. So I kind of want to focus on grooming a little bit. So grooming is a term I feel has become a lot more popular recently. So grooming basically refers to when someone builds up a relationship, trust and emotional connection with someone they can manipulate, exploit, and abuse them. And this happens a lot online, especially from older people to younger people. According to Kids Helpline, um, they have there's some signs of grooming that one can detect. So this is the first one, when they like the same things as you, probably as a way to get closer to you, or when they offer gifts or favors, which you really shouldn't take from anyone online, say that they love you or have never met anyone like you. This builds the connection that is very dangerous and makes you want to trust them even more. And at first, they'll be understanding when you say no, but as time goes on, they'll probably get more angry and possessive. When they make you feel special or they ask you for a favor, also classic manipulation tactics in order to get um, you to trust them. When they ask for photos, which you should never, ever send, especially if they're explicit, and I'll be talking more about this later, about how dangerous it can be. Um, when they ask for where you live, which is probably like the basic internet safety rule we've all been taught is to never post your address, but it can be difficult when you think you trust someone and you feel comfortable enough to share that type of information. But remember, they're a stranger on the internet and should never, ever be trusted. When they ask for videos, again, I'll be getting more into that later. When they ask for your phone number. So this is also something dangerous. Um, I think Hannah will be talking about this in the third segment. Your phone number can be uh, a way to actually get sex traffickers to contact you. So please be safe about this. If they ask to meet up in real life, major red flag, don't ever do this, especially if you don't know the person or you barely know the person. And even if you've been talking to someone on the internet for a long time, you still never know what their intentions are. So please be safe about this. If they ask you to keep it a secret. So this is also a major red flag. If they don't want any other person in your life knowing about your guys' supposed relationship, then it's most likely something 
very dangerous and you should talk to someone trusted immediately when they get angry with you. And eventually, if you read about manipulation and manipulators and abusers, they'll start off nice and eventually get more angry and possessive. So never trust anyone. And then the last one is make you feel pressured, which is very, very difficult thing to go through. And there's some stuff I want to add. So again, never trust anyone online. And especially when they tell you their age or how they look like. So there's something called catfishing, which I'm sure we've all heard of. And I feel like that term has become a bit more comical now, like when you catfish someone. But basically, it's when someone claims to look like something, but they don't actually look like that. So there are ways to check if someone isn't who they are claiming to be. So ask them to send a candid selfie in a specific like facial expression or pose, because usually catfishers won't have access to those type of photos. And another way is to reverse search the image on Google. I think that's a pretty trusty way to do it. And then one more thing I want to talk to, talk about is the sending of explicit photos. So this is a pretty serious issue. So 22% of teen girls report sending explicit images. And 18% of same-age boys have. So as a minor, sending these images or receiving them is literally child pornography. So that's against the law. And it's not something you want to engage in. So you really never know who will be able to view the photo, even if you're sending it to someone you know you think you trust, like your boyfriend or something. But I've heard so many horror stories about people leaking nude photos once they break up. And that's called revenge pornography. So that is a crime, like a very serious one, and it should be treated as such. But unfortunately, many times the blame is placed on the person whose photos were leaked, which is terrible and victim blaming and should not happen under any circumstances. But the best way to prevent it is probably not to send it at all. And I know it's something that many girls especially are pressured to do. So it's it's really disgusting, but you need to trust your gut and many of the time you don't want to send those photos. So if by chance your explicit photos are leaked, there are some things you can do. So don't, don't panic, which I know is probably not the best advice because who wouldn't panic? But one thing you should do is first learn your rights in your state. So there are a number of laws in place to protect victims of revenge pornography and prosecute those who spread it. So there's something called um, the civil, uh, civil, cyber civil rights information. They have a website. It's super helpful. It has a lot of information on laws in place. And even if there aren't any like legislation protecting you in your state, there's always ways to file cybersecurity or privacy related charges, which are laws that definitely exist everywhere. So another thing you should do is contact the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative. And that has a fact for victims, a guide to online removal, legal referrals and listings for attorneys who can help. So they also have, um, the CCRI also has a 24-hour crisis helpline. So they provide mental health support from professionals immediately and on demand because it's probably such a terrible thing to go through. And you can also report it to law enforcement. So this is some advice from attorney Carrie Goldberg. If your state does have a law criminalizing revenge porn, report it to the police. Chances are it is a new law, so print out the law and take it with you when you report the crime. Be sure to take screenshots and to have them organized beforehand. 
Make sure you report other crimes you experienced, such as physical or financial abuse, hacking, impersonation, harassment, stalking, extortion, or coercion. And if you were underage in the pictures or they were taken without your consent or knowledge, those are both additional crimes. And you must be prepared to explain who you think the offender is and why you think that. So, for example, these are some possible questions she listed. Was he the only person you sent the picture to? Did he threaten you before he did it? Did you recently break up? Did he do other harassing and stalkerish things? So on TV, it seems as though every crime results in an immediate arrest, but the truth is that you need to make a compelling argument that a crime transpired. Then you need to follow up. If you get nowhere reporting it at the precinct, reach out to the district attorney. So obviously she has a lot of helpful advice and there are some legal actions you can take. And I'm not sure about how many times those those prosecutions happen, but hopefully I think there is more and more awareness about the subject, especially for young people. I know in my school, they've made it pretty clear about what not to do. Um, I feel like there's some outdated programs, though, in like in response to all this Internet stuff. They'll just tell kids not to use the Internet. And it becomes kind of a joke in seventh grade that happened at our school. There was a man who came in and basically did this whole internet, no internet assembly, and it kind of backfired because he became like a meme. So yeah, I understand. Obviously, I'm young. I'm a teenager. So I know and I know that everyone's going to continue using the internet. And I know that sending explicit photos has kind of become the norm in relationships. And again, I really don't recommend doing so at all, especially if you are a minor, because anything on the internet always on the internet. You need to be careful about who has such personal information or pictures or videos or images. And remember, if you feel unsafe at any moment, please contact someone trusted. There are counselors at your school who can help you. If you're comfortable with your parents, please talk to them. I really, really recommend doing so. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment, but we will talk, be talking more about staying safe online and trafficking specifically in the next segments. Stay tuned. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Looking for entertainment news from a kid's perspective? Tune into Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. The Kids First Film Critic Review, all the latest movies, TV shows, and digital media before they're released interview celebrities, and share all that and more so you can make informed decisions about what you select to watch. Our reporters, ages 8 to 21, bring you a kid's perspective on media targeted for kids and families. Kids First Coming Attractions plays every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, welcome back. I'm Ruhani, your host for today. Today I'll be talking to our reporter Hannah about our own social media experiences. Hello everyone, my name is Hannah Sahoda, and I'm a reporter for the Express Yourself Radio Show with my segment Empowerment and Equality. Hi Hannah, thanks for being on here. So I have some questions about your social media experience as a young teenager. So the first question I have for you is when did you make a social media When I was in the sixth grade, around 12 or 13, I made my first Instagram account. At the time, everyone was getting social media and telephones, so it was a good way for communication with my peers outside of school. However, I was always very, very careful when creating my account. I didn't use my real name, nor use my face as a profile picture, because my parents had already made me aware of the potential danger of being online as a young child. Uh, Later that year, I made a Snapchat as well, which was fun. Wow, yeah, same. Um, I kind of made my Instagram around the same time. I was around 13, so that was like my personal social media account. So I also made an Instagram. And I always had a private account, and I still do on Instagram. It basically is when people have to request to follow me. And I always just felt safer that way, you know, that way – you can you know who's on your profile at all times. Um, I think you can have a public account and stay safe though. Like, but I recommend it if you're a bit older, like maybe after high school. I think that's when you probably have a better sense of what to do. And before having my own like personal account, I had various like fan accounts on platforms like Tumblr when it was a big thing, and they were pretty harmless. It wasn't very big or anything. It was just like about Harry Potter and the celebrities I liked. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's great that you had these ways of staying safe online. You were already exposed to it thanks to your parents. So what are some more ways you stay safe online? Definitely. Staying safe online is very, very important, especially for young children. Mm -hmm. Uh, A private account was the biggest way I stayed safe online. Uh, Like you said, uh, this way I can know exactly who is viewing my posts and when, which gave me a greater level of security than if I were to just put my posts out for anyone on the internet to see. Uh, In addition, as of now, I have a VPN, a virtual private network, to prevent my IP address or activity online from being monitored by potential hackers, which, which is extremely useful. Uh, Overall, I just avoid strange or sketchy interactions online while only going on reputable and safe websites. I feel like that's the best way to stay safe. Yeah, I think you can get a lot of like viruses sometimes, especially if you use like these um, streaming websites to like download a movie or something. We're all guilty of trying to find ways to watch movies for free. But yeah, I think um, using VPN really, really helps. And having a private account helps. Really, I think only letting people you know personally follow you or maybe people your age from neighboring schools is probably the best idea. That's the that's the rule I kind of use. Also, I try not to respond to any like weird messages. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, definitely. That is very safe. Yeah. And 
you know, we're a bit older now, we're older teenagers. So what advice do you have for like younger people, maybe, I don't know, 12 or 13 who want to make a social media? Oh, the preteen years. Yeah, the preteen years. (laughs) Some advice I have for young people who are just like getting introduced to social media would be to be very, very careful with what you post. Uh, If you do not private your account, virtually anyone can see into your life, which is could be dangerous if you don't monitor yourself correctly. Um, Thus, it's very, very important that you don't post personal information like your location, uh, such as, you know, so your school, your home address, your city online, uh, your personal numbers and emails, and especially do not post anything inappropriate or offensive. Remember, anyone can access your photos with little effort. This includes parents, schools, and your peers. So it's very important to leave behind a good digital footprint. Yes, digital footprint is a term that also has become very popular recently. Um, I think nowadays, like colleges can see what you're posting, you know, future job, you know, recruitments, anything like that. And if you want to make a private account, it's pretty simple. All you have to do is go in your settings on your um, Instagram or um, Twitter account, and then it should be the option to just lock it. And then a VPN you can download anywhere. You can just go online, Google. VPN services. Some are free, some aren't. Um, I also have a VPN on my phone. I actually use an app. So it's pretty, pretty helpful. Um, Yeah, that's the way I usually do things. And I also don't interact with people I don't know. So you never know who's hiding behind a screen. And this is another thing not really related to what we're talking about, but don't compare yourself to the people on social media, which I've talked about before. A lot of the times it's fake. And yeah, I think You don't have to worry about being a late bloomer. I feel like we just mentioned preteen years and I laugh because I feel like the preteen stage is like less and less now. It seems like people are just jumping to teen, like no one has an awkward phase anymore. No, yeah, I feel that. I feel like everyone is maturing so quickly with this new like technology. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially on like platforms like TikTok, I feel there's sort of that pressure to fit in with, uh, with everyone else. I know. It's like uh, kids don't have the opportunity to be kids because there's so much like societal pressure to be perfect online now, in addition to like being in school and, you know, talking with your friends there. So I I definitely 100 percent agree with you. Do not feel pressured to conform to anything. Just do what you really enjoy. Stay safe. You know, just enjoy your preteen years. Yeah, exactly. And you're still a kid. You're just like in sixth or seventh grade and it can be confusing. You might want to like rush into things, but wait it out. You know, I was talking about this in the last segment, how younger kids these days are just sending explicit photos, which can really be damaging, not just younger kids, but like any teenager from like 13 to like 17, I'd say. And they're a minor. So they're sending child pornography and the person who receives it has that. So they're crimes and it shouldn't be done. I know. I definitely agree. That is a very prominent issue. It's it's growing at a concerning rate. Very concerning. Yeah, very, very concerning. This is why I feel like it's important to educate on the topic of internet safety and who to interact with. Because I feel like with proper education, we could prevent Uh, like these photos and maybe like these viruses or these sketchy websites from getting into the hands 
of these young impressionable children because it, it like they're just children they are very oftentimes they're very naive when searching the internet so I feel like it's very important to know how to stay safe online exactly like it can be a great educational place like don't get me wrong I grew up on the internet but there's some really bad things on there and you want to stay safe from them yeah for absolutely 100 percent yeah and on that topic um do you or like did you have any restrictions on your phone Actually, when I was younger, I didn't have any restrictions with my devices. Uh, my parents were really big on respecting my boundaries, even even though I was like 12, 13. And they never delved into my personal information or phone, even though I was young. Uh, when I was 12, I was when I was 12 and even before I was made aware of the dangers of the online world, like strangers posting information online, posting pictures online. So I, I myself was fully prepared to use and access the internet because they educated me about what was safe and what was not, which was very, very useful, even now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I didn't have any restrictions either. And I'm pretty grateful my parents gave me privacy, which I think every kid needs. Like, mm-hmm. In addition to staying safe, privacy is also a big thing. Um, I feel like if you want to have a good relationship with your kids, you need to have those boundaries. But I feel like I'm very grateful and happy also that I never fell into any traps. I'd say I was pretty naive until around 13 years old. And I'm 17 now, so soon enough I'll be an adult living on my own. So I need to, need to like carry that good intuition with me into my everyday life, not just on the internet, which I think I have luckily. And I know as a parent it can be hard to know when to cross boundaries, especially if you want to keep your kids safe so just make sure you find a balance yeah absolutely 100 percent. boundaries and safety you have to toe the line when you're a parent I feel yeah young kids yep definitely and again like I'm grateful I never wanted to like post my address or (laughs) (laughs) so have you ever um, had a frightening experience online I myself have never, like, had a frightening experience online, but I have gotten strange message requests from strangers on social media. Uh, thankfully, I never accepted any of them because you can see their profile and see that they're they're strange or they're sketchy. So I avoided talking to potentially dangerous individuals, uh, especially in this generation. I feel like the threat of catfishing, internet exploitation, and bad experiences are very, very real and can be prevented with proper caution, even though I feel like it's becoming more rapid at a concerning rate. Yes. Yeah, I was just talking about, like, exploitation. I know we're going to delve into more sex trafficking information in your segment after this one. And it's just so common these days, especially on the Internet. No, yeah, it's very, very common, and many people don't know the signs, which makes it an even more growing industry. It's like a $400 billion industry. It's growing at a rapid rate. So I feel like more education definitely needs to be emphasized on this topic. Uh, Like many people don't know what catfishing is. Catfishing is when you, when a person has a profile picture that's completely different from their true identity. Uh, Like for instance, you you could be 13 and think you're talking to a 14 or 13 year old who's maybe the same sex or the same age as you. But in reality, they could very well be an adult. They could be from another country. They could have malicious intentions. 
uh, it's very, very scary and very, very real, especially in this age and time. Yes, and it's so, like, sometimes you don't even realize, like, it doesn't even cross your mind that this is, like, a stranger because they build that relationship with you. I was talking about grooming earlier, how they try to build your trust, you know, by offering gifts, by being nice to you, but they're actually trying to harm you. No, yeah, exactly. It's very concerning. Yeah, and again, you know, as a parent, I do recommend, like, monitoring your kids until at least, like, 13 from then on try to like educate them and tell them hopefully it'll be in their minds you know what to be safe from and I remember watching these videos on YouTube when I was younger like kids like um their parents and some YouTube channel guy they would like set up catfishing so (laughs) how um easy it is for the kid to be catfished like the parents and that YouTube channel person would set up a profile like as someone the same age and like opposite gender who wants to meet up with them. And then the parent and the person in charge of the channel would just like catch the kid in the act and like give them a huge lecture and like scared me. I know. I think I view as a young child, I think I viewed the same exact channel. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty (laughs) interesting to see. And I would be like, I would never fall for it. I'm not stupid. But you know, I really well could have like, again, I was naive. I was young until like, Not even, yeah, I said 13, but probably even 14, 15, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. It's a very, very scary concept. And anyone can be a victim, I feel. Child or adult alike. No one's safe unless you're truly, like, private and you truly know the dangers. Yes, I know a lot of people want to be, like, social media influencers these days, which is, like, looks tempting, but honestly, it's kind of scary if you think about it, that these people are, like, kind of viewing your life at all times and like perceiving you it kind of creeps me out yeah that's very true like when you post your day-to-day activities like on twitter uh i see people post where they're at what like maybe messages about where they're going or what they're doing or how they're feeling and i feel like that's just very it's very personal and it can lead you to be very vulnerable to anyone who may be viewing your information they can use that to like exploit you or get make a relationship with you even though they might not know much about you or have malicious intentions so it's definitely very creepy I feel yeah and yeah it really depends on your comfort level like if you want to share those day-to-day activities there's probably like not much of a harm in it but if you're like continuously posting your location and like I feel like that is probably a wrong idea no definitely 100 percent And yeah, I haven't really had any dangerous experiences online or frightening experiences, luckily. And I never really show my face if it's not on Instagram or Facebook, and I'm private on both of them. Um, However, I've heard like a lot of horror stories to other people, like for other people my age. And like, again, like those YouTube channel, like it really did put in (laughs) my mind, this is so scary. Like Mm -hmm. I would never. And Honestly, my parents didn't really restrict my internet access as a kid, probably because they didn't really know about it themselves. I mean, we had just gone into the internet age when I was a kid. Like, it was like the early 2010s. And I know that if I ever become a parent, I will probably give them like access, like, like all like clear access around 13 or 14. And that's not because I don't trust my child. It's because I don't trust other people. And there's no reason why you should. And I will give them privacy, however, I think that's so important. But at the end of the day, you want to keep your child safe, you know? 
Yeah, that's very true. Monitoring your kids is very important, but it's important to set boundaries as well. But if it's at the cost of keeping your child safe, like monitoring who they're talking to or who they might be interacting with, it's extremely important as a parent to a young child. Yep, exactly. And, you know, as we become more digital, like, please warn your child about these things, about, you know, like explicit messages, explicit photos, especially if they're getting into their first relationships, because you're in this, like, mode of like, wow, I'm finally in a real relationship. You know, I feel so grown up, but just sending one photo can just come back and haunt you. You never know when, and you never know like how your partner is going to end up if they want to leak it or they want to do something terrible with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. A good support system, especially from parents. Parents are the number one support system for many of these kids. It can really change someone's life. It can prevent them from doing decisions that they will definitely like regret in the future. Like potential dangers. You're definitely absolutely right. Especially with these preteen years, you're you're changing, you're growing, you've started thinking differently. But it's important to have a support system to help guide you through this in order to stay as safe and happy as possible. This way you can go online without any fear of, you know, who who is this person? Who am I going to talk to? Is this person going to steal my photos? You know, it's very important to have a good person to rely on, I feel. Yes, and that's why I think it's important that parents give their kids these boundaries also so the kids feel comfortable talking to them in return. They're not going to be like, oh, my parents are going to get so mad at me if they find out. You know, you need to have that, like, trust, like, that relation built off trust. Exactly, 100%. That's the best method, I feel, for support. Yeah, and luckily I had my preteen years. Um, I was pretty insecure through them and I was super dorky and I just read a bunch of books and obsessed over like bands and stuff. So I'm pretty far away from doing <laughs> any of those. It's a universal experience. Yeah, I really hope it is. Like, I don't want kids like we were talking about to just not have those formative years, you know, just figuring yourself out. I think there's this good movie on Disney that just came out, like Turning Red like an animated movie and yes, I, feel like, I, I recently watched that yes it really captures what it's like being a preteen like early teenager it's so like really diverse really representative and I think a great movie for kids to watch oh exactly these embarrassing moments I I cringed watching it because it reminded <laughs> me of my past self but, <laughs> but it, it's like a defining it defines your character when you grow up I feel like if you grow up too fast, it's really hard to like find your own personality, your own interests, you know, all of these experiences, you're growing, you're learning, you know, you're 13, yeah. you're going into your teen years, it might be scary, but you're learning, you're changing, and it's going to be all right. <laughs> exactly, yep. I love that. And um, that's it for this segment. During the break, check out what's happening at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. And we'll be back with Hannah and her segment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. 
Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel you're listening to express yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens Hi guys, we're back with more. I'm Ruhani, your host. I will be talking to Hannah um, about sex trafficking. Hi everyone, my name is Hannah Sahoda, a reporter for the Express Radio Show with my segment, Empowerment and Equality. Today, we will be discussing the distinct correlation of internet safety and the growing issues of human trafficking. This month, April, is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So it is crucial that awareness on the signs and dangers pertaining to trafficking be known. Let's begin. The internet is a powerful tool and an integral part of modern society. Living in a fast-paced digital world, individuals can contact others worldwide at the simple click of a button. Applications like social media and Google have created many benefits, such as staying up to date with important events and global news, increased interaction with other individuals, and increased accessibility to educational material. As of 2019, 59.5% of the worldwide population use some form of internet and technology. That is 4.66 billion people, all interconnected through one single platform. However, with this increased communication and exposure to potential strangers and outsiders, internet safety is a top priority that should be taken very seriously when searching and using the internet and technology. As of previous years, the internet has been used to exploit and traffic hundreds of millions of individuals worldwide and has given traffickers a widespread platform for widespread crime rings. According to the United Nations, approximately 40% of sex trafficking victims are recruited online, making the internet the most common place where victim recruitment takes place. This recruitment takes many forms frequently resulting from dangerous and unsafe use of the internet, making victims susceptible to exploitation and predation by traffickers. There are three different forms of internet use and trafficking, recruitment, advertisement, and exploitation. Recruitment, as I said before, often takes place on various social media and web pages, such as Instagram and Snapchat. Victims are coerced into forced labor, crime, and trafficking by traffickers through extensive emotional manipulation, 
often after forming genuine relationships with their victims through friendship, romantic coercion, or intimidation. Advertisement usually entails traffickers using the internet to connect to a different customers and advertise victims under the guise of purchasing items such as cars, clothings, and other standard materials. Code, word, code words and hidden pictures are used to create a network of buyers and traffickers, increasing human trafficking exponentially and providing predators with a platform for easier access and sales. The biggest threat that is the most difficult to pinpoint and locate is internet-based exploitation, where victims will be forced to make and send out broadcasts online through platforms like Skype. Often they are in dire conditions, either held against their will or faced with violence and blackmail if they leave. Remember, anyone can be a victim, regardless of whether they are a man, woman, or child. Everyone should keep an eye out and stay alert for the safety of themselves and others. 40.3 million people are traffic victims right now, as we speak. This is an actual pressing issue growing at an exponentially concerning rate. Children are especially vulnerable, a prominent group in the sex and labor trafficking system. They are mostly used in labor trafficking, but there are many instances where they are sexually abused for profit. 76% of these interactions occur on the internet, so the need for online safety and awareness is ever more critical. In particular, children connected to the welfare system or in poverty are at a higher risk of exploitation, according to the United Nations. 60% of domestic child trafficking victims have a history in the child welfare system, and 88% of runaways who were kidnapped were a part of the foster system. This lack of support and structure, along with minimal documentation, make these young individuals particularly vulnerable to human trafficking and potential predators. These rates and groups vary based on location, but the most important thing to focus on is how to stay safe and prevent interactions with traffickers. Internet safety is highly significant, and some way to deter possible predators are private internet accounts and social media, being cautious when interacting with strangers, not posting personal information such as your name and location, and definitely tell an authority figure if an individual is persistently asking inappropriate or uncomfortable questions and requests. A sound support system is absolutely vital for personal safety. Everyone, please stay safe online. And remember, if you see something, please say something. Many dangers on the internet are extremely hard to pinpoint, so any assistance can contribute to better web conditions for everyone. Thank you so much for that, Hannah. It's so, it was so important. And it's really sad to see how it's mainly foster kids and runaways being, you know, targeted for these terrible crimes. And that really needs to be fixed immediately. It's really, really sad. And, you know, if you're in that, in that experience, like who can you contact or call, you know, following and experiencing a trafficker or a traffic event happen? It is extremely important to report any concerning or suspicious activity, 
because it could very well save someone's life. There is a national human trafficking hotline at the number 1-888-373-7888 that are meant to take information about trafficking situations. However, if you suspect that there is a dire, life-threatening situation, always call the police at the number 911 to take action as soon as possible in order to prevent anything grim from occurring. Other numbers you can call regarding trafficking are Shared Hope International at 866-457-5433, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, 800-843-5678, and finally, the number Rescue America at the number 713-322-8000. All of these numbers are meant to provide a platform so that it can bring awareness to any human trafficking situations and report it to the police. Yeah, those are all super helpful. And I know one thing that is really common now, especially at the airport, because, you know, when you're traveling, they have like those like posters of hotlines in like the airport bathrooms. And I think that's super helpful because a lot of the times if you're being trafficked, you're being transported in these different different like airplanes or maybe even trains. So they have it and usually like trans um, transportation areas, which I think is super helpful. Definitely. Trafficking across state and country lines are very, unfortunately, very, very common. Oftentimes they will take victims and bring them to a foreign country and take their documentation so that they're easier to exploit and they cannot run away. It's yes. Very- mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, my human geography teacher, he was talking about it. Actually, Oakland, California, I believe, is, like, a hot spot. Like, there's so many. I think that's, like, in the whole country, I think Oakland is probably one of the biggest areas of sex trafficking. Definitely. I believe that there is a trafficking ring from Oakland to Pleasanton to other states in in the United States. It is a very, very large trafficking ring. It's a $400, $400 billion industry, which shows you the true scale and extent of these victims and these traffickers and how profitable it is. So it is a very prominent issue that is affecting millions of individuals. Yeah, and I didn't really know about it until I saw those like posters in the airport like around like three, four years ago. I didn't even know it was like that big obviously I knew it occurred but I didn't know at the rate it was how especially in the United States which is foolish to me to think but I thought that was like lesser here but the United States is one of the biggest countries in terms of sex trafficking yeah definitely this is it's very unfortunate but there are some ways and some methods to preventing human trafficking and staying safe which we yeah. Um, So what are some ways we can stay safe online? uh, Staying safe online, as I said, is absolutely critical when surfing the internet. Uh, Some methods people can do to to be safe online are keeping all information secure and private, setting strong passwords and safeguards for all social medias and web applications used, double-checking and verifying information and links sent to you, as it could possibly be a scam. Oftentimes, traffickers use this method. They use fake websites, fake online links in order to lure their victims and 
essentially kidnap them through financial or physical means. Another way is being extremely, extremely careful when talking to strangers online. Anyone can be a trafficker and anyone can be a victim. So it is extremely important to know the signs of danger or if anyone seems sketchy, please do not interact with that person. Another way you can ensure safety online when searching the web is using secure Wi-Fi's and VPNs, virtual private networks, to avoid getting hacked or having your IP address leaked. And remember that friends and family can be traffickers as well. Please be alert. All please be alert. Just anyone can exploit you if you are not careful. Those are the methods to staying safe. Yes, and it's so scary, you know, you never know what can happen. And that's why it's important to always, you know, have someone around you who you trust. And that's so important for a child to have. And that is why, like, foster kids and runaway kids, they're so easily exploited. And it's a shame that the state is failing them. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. The lack of support and the lack of documentation makes them very vulnerable to being taken. And if they go missing, no people would notice. And it's very unfortunate. The government is failing them by not providing an adequate support system in education, um, job opportunities, documentation, because oftentimes these are the motivations for why victims go to traffickers. They are promised education opportunities, job opportunities, financial aid. You know, these are the main methods. So with a better support system, this can be prevented. Yes. And, you know, other big, big like trafficking areas are like sports events, you know, concerts, Olympics. So just be safe when you're going to these places. Even though there's a large crowd, you can still be exploited. You know, it's easy to just say, you know, be careful, but it can be hard. So I recommend always going with someone you trust or someone who you can just stay by. I recently went to a concert. It was in November. Lots of people went. So it was not like a small thing. Was, um, I went with my friend and, you know, I just stuck by her the entire time. You know, I didn't really try to talk to too many strangers. Majority of them were like girls my age. So it was like easy to trust them. But sometimes you also have to like stick to your gut and your intuition because a lot of times that's the best. If you feel uncomfortable with something, don't do it. If you have even like the tiniest time you see a doubt in your mind just don't do it I mean it's better to be safe than sorry as everyone says and what are some signs of trafficking schemes so you know more people are aware yes many many trafficking victims are lured in through schemes and traffickers rely on different scams and deceits to learn victims some of the major red flags of a predator can be untrustworthy job offer offers which includes unrealistically high pay, vague details, general description for the job, no address for the recruitment agents, contact details containing only a mobile number or general email address, very vague. That can be a very big red flag. Um, another form of scam is a strange persistence with obtaining personal information and forming an emotional connection. 
Many traffickers will want to meet up in person despite being complete strangers after forming a friendship or romantic interest with their victims because that makes them more vulnerable to being trafficked. Another common trafficking scheme is the sudden appearance or rapid connection with family. Marriage schemes and blackmail are common methods to force victims into labor, frequently through threatening loved ones and items. These methods are especially common in foreign countries where dowries are common. So these traffickers will offer to take take girls without a dowry and that no one will have to pay for their marriage. So families unknowingly put them in trafficking by allowing them to go with this strange, strange individual. And on that topic, there is also a very, very large disparity with sex trafficking victims in foreign countries. Um, For example, Giselle Maxwell, uh, she was a female who lured in girls because she was a very notorious trafficker and girls trusted her because she was the same sex. However, this is a common method. Uh, Traffickers will use their gender to their advantage or use a person of the same sex to get um, individuals like young girls to lower their guard. Like you said at the concert, young girls were all around you. So it is important to always be aware. Anyone can be a trafficker and anyone can be a predator, no matter their their sex or what their appearance is like. So that is also a very big um, scheme. They lure them through false promises and, you know, deceit through safety, making them feel safe when they're not. Yep, exactly. And that's why it has such a strong correlation to the internet because it's you're able to make people feel safe immediately on there. But, you know, you should never, ever let your guard down, like you were saying, at any given moment, no matter who you're around. And um, do you think there's some other ways that people can fight back against trafficking? That is a great question. Human trafficking is a prevalent issue that needs to be spoken about. Um, Some ways people can fight back against human trafficking is knowing the signs of abuse and exploitation, reporting any suspicious activity. If you suspect that someone is a victim or perpetrator of human trafficking, please contact the police immediately or the numbers we discussed previously. Another way people can fight back against human trafficking is bringing awareness about trafficking to your community and the resources people can access to aid victims. And you can also volunteer at local anti-trafficking organizations and stay informed about the local events in your community. A major way that people can fight back against human trafficking that they may not know about is through branding. People can shop for items that were made without exploitative labor and to not support these brands that obtain workers through human trafficking. Common brands like Nike or Sheen, two common uh, clothing and shoe brands, often exploit labor. And this is uh, these, their employees are often obtained through human trafficking. So if you want to fight back against these brands and how they obtain their workforce, you can just choose not to support them and bring awareness to how they produce their products. Yes, um, I personally don't shop at Sheen. Um, I bought from there once and then I found out what they did to their workers is just terrible. So I never bought from there again. But 
you know, thank you for all this information, Hannah. It was so important, so informative. It was great having you on. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. But here is some exciting news. Simon Ryan, a renowned magician from Ireland, will be doing a virtual show for Express Yourself. It's on Saturday, April 23rd, 2022. So don't miss out on some magical wonders. Register by emailing thestarsworkshop at gmail.com. Again, that's the stars workshop at gmail.com. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia, Brian, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our audio engineer, Gabe. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top rated program. For more information about the Be the Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio and stay safe online. Don't trust people you don't know. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would like.